the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. It is recorded in the book of John that Jesus once said, If he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension are all linked to this glorious exaltation, and it is a call made to the entire world. No class, social status, race, or gender is excluded from this declaration. That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 9. I've already got mine there. Turn to Matthew chapter 9. We'll be there in just a few moments. And then I want you to get your booklet on baptism that we gave you five weeks ago and turn to page 27. Uh, We're going to look at the last chapter of this study called How to Share Your Faith. How to Share Your Faith. I want to begin with Luke 19, verse 10, that reads, and I'll put this verse on the screen, For the Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek and to save what was lost. The reason Jesus left heaven and came to this planet called earth, he was on a mission to seek to find lost people, and to save them. He did not come to this earth to be a lawgiver. He did not come to this earth to be a teacher, although he was a teacher. He did not come to this earth to be a healer, although he was a healer. He did not come to this earth as a miracle worker, even though he was a miracle worker. He came to this earth for one reason. For one purpose, to save lost people, to be the world's Messiah and Savior. Last weekend, as you just saw in that video, we had close to 800 people that gave their life to Jesus Christ. But after, after you're saved, after you're baptized, after you become a follower of Jesus Christ, your task is to join God in this process of reaching others. In other words, God saved you, and we're thankful that God saved you, but now God calls you to His team to help save others. Behind me on the screen, I've got a little video of the San Fernando Valley. Now, the valley's made up of all kinds of little cities like Granada Hills and Northridge and Chatsworth and Porter Ranch. But if the valley were one city just it was called the san fernando city there are close to two million people that live in this valley and if it was one city it would be the fifth largest city 
in the United States of America. Think about that. The fifth largest city in the United States of America. Most of the two million people, most of them, do not know Jesus. They certainly do not serve Jesus. But God has called us as a church. It is our responsibility to reach all two million of them. God doesn't want half of them to be saved. He wants everybody to be saved. It's another reason, I hope you're listening, why sitting at home, watching it on the screen, is not church. That's not church. You're not saving anybody sitting at home watching it on TV. Now, I understand if you're sick, you need to stay home. Somebody say amen to that. The word church means an assembly. That's what it is. I know it's not a building. You don't need to write me a letter and tell me the church is not. I know the church is not a building. The church is an assembly of people who love the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we assemble, as we have today, how many of you made it to church? Raise your hand. You're here. God bless you all. Look at you. God gave each of you certain gifts, talents, and abilities. And as we gather... You're supposed to be using those gifts to serve, to pray, to welcome, to encourage, to help, to worship, to lead, to plant seeds of the gospel. This is the place, the church, according to Ephesians 4, where God has pastors and teachers to prepare God's people, the church, to do works of service. In other words, we gather, which we've gathered here today, to learn, to study, to be equipped, but then church is over, you're to be deployed and to go out into the world and be God's voice, God's hands, and God's feet. And so, we took four weeks to teach you everything you need to know about being baptized. Hundreds of you were baptized. Today, we want to further equip you as you're now saved And as you're now being deployed to carry out the Great Commission, which is to go make disciples and baptize all nations, according to Matthew chapter 28, I want to give you four what I call motivating things that should motivate you to want to share your faith. And then I'm going to give you some methods on how to share your faith. So this is going to be great. Number one, here's the first motivation. Write this down. This this is on page 27 in your book. First of all, you need to see yourself as Christ's ambassadors. And if you're new to the church, this is our theme, actually, for the entire year. We want each of you to see yourself as being sent by God into this world to do His work. 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Now, here's the idea. If you, and I'm talking about you, if you had discovered the cure for every cancer, and you had that cure... Wouldn't you want to share that with the entire world and all the people that are suffering from cancer? Wouldn't you want to do that? Yes, you would. If you discovered a little vitamin, it's just a vitamin, it's it's legit, it's a vitamin, 
that literally kept people from ever contracting a common cold or COVID. Wouldn't you want the whole world to have it? In similar fashion, if you've ever experienced or if you have ever discovered the one door, and there's only one, if you were the one who discovered the door, one door that actually led to heaven, or the one baptism that erases all sins, or you knew the one decision that leads to true peace, or the one faith that overcomes all trials, Or the one Savior that keeps you out of hell. Or the one blessing that unlocks the windows of heaven to all the other blessings. If you ever discovered the one book that answers every question. Or you had the one prayer that erases all doubts. Or the one truth that assures you of everlasting life. It just seems logical. It just seems sensible. That you'd want the whole world to have a chance to have what you have and to know what you know. Be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Number two, have an understanding of eternity. I'm giving you things that should motivate you to want to share your faith. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18. So we fix, everybody say the word fix. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. Most of everything you and I do on this planet is for the here and the now. We pursue instant coffee, instant pleasure, instant gratification, instant rewards. And we need to get our eyes off of the physical and we need to start focusing on that which is eternal. I want you to know this. That there is a place. There's a place called heaven there's a place called heaven and there is a place called hell now i know a lot of people and just about everybody i know and everybody i meet they all believe there's a place called heaven I mean, go to anybody's funeral, and I don't care how they live their life. There's someone there talking about, oh, they're going to rest in peace. They're going to heaven. They're going to be fine. And hardly anybody believes that there's a literal place called hell anymore. And I just want you to know that the Bible is the, sa- the, s- the same book that describes heaven is the same book that describes a place called hell. You need to stop picking and choosing what you want to believe is real and understand that if it's in the Bible, it's real. And heaven, heaven is just as real as a place called hell. And hell is a place that's just as real as a place called heaven. And everyone you meet Everyone you see, everyone you know, everyone you talk to will one day spend an eternity either in heaven or in hell. And that one thought, that one reality should motivate you to share your faith with everyone you know. Number three, realize the value of one soul, just one person. I mean, 
If we'd have done all that work and only one person was baptized, oh, it would have been worth it. Matthew 16, Jesus said these words. He asked this question, what good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his own soul? In other words, one person, I'm talking about one person, is worth more than all the oil in the world. One person is worth more than all the Bitcoin in the world. One person is worth more than all the diamonds in the world. One person is worth more than all the land in the world. One person is worth more than all the fame and popularity that this world could ever give. One person is worth more than all the money in the world. And yet most people are more concerned with living their life seeking fame and fortune and material possessions. And inside, I believe that many people have sold their soul to the devil. Looking for the next high, looking for the next thrill, looking for the next applause, looking for the next false god. And the question you need to answer or figure out here today, and be honest, what is it that consumes you? What, what is the driving force of your life? What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? Is it to chase after money? Is it to chase after nicer things or buy nicer clothes? Is it to be famous or to gather more followers? Is it to stay young looking? Because I can tell you how that ends. Is your desire to be the life of every party? To make everyone else like you? Do you get up every day trying to impress people? You want to be the big dog in the room? Oh, if you'll realize the worth and value of just one person coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ, why every priority in your life would change. You would wake up every day with one single thought. What can I do to help reach people for Jesus Christ? Number four, oh, we should all be burdened as Jesus is burdened. To see lost people saved. Oh, if you could look in the heart of of God, you could see inside of Jesus' heart, you'd see that there's only one thing that really matters, and that's to reach lost people. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 9, if you have your Bibles in verse 35. The Bible says that Jesus went through all, say the word all. He went through every town and every village. And the Bible says that he was teaching in their synagogues. Like, like, like if Jesus was passing through here right now, he'd want to he'd stand up here and teach right now. He, the Bible says he went into every town and every village and he was teaching and he was preaching the good news of the kingdom. He was healing every disease and sickness. And when, verse 36, when he just saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. You know, you, you, and, you and me, when we see the crowds, oh, it's irritating. Isn't it? Have you ever been on the 405 and you're stuck in traffic and you're looking at all these people and you're going, oh, who are all these people? And where did they come from and where are they going and why are they going there right now? And they're thinking the exact same thing about you. It's irritating. 
We, we get irritated in a coffee line. If we're fourth in line, the person in front of us orders five drinks. We're going, oh, this is going to take forever. <laughs> but when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a what? Without a shepherd. And, and then he said, he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't say, oh, look at all these people. I think I can network with you. If I get to know them all, I can really network and grow my company. And that's not what happened. Look at all these people. I wonder what they can do for me. No, 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 no. He had compassion on them. And here, here's what his prayer was. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You, you tell me, you, you tell me. If Jesus stood right here and he looked across the San Fernando Valley with some two million people, the fifth largest city in America, if it was a city, you tell me what Jesus would say. He would say the same thing that he says in this verse. He would say to us that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And here's what you need to pray. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. Oh, I thought about this many times. If Jesus lived here, if he lived here in the San Fernando Valley, if he lived in the city of Los Angeles, his eyes would be weeping over the lostness of this valley. His heart would be breaking for all the sheep without a shepherd. His feet would be moving towards those who have been disenfranchised and disillusioned. His hands would be reaching towards those who are without hope. His focus would be lasering in on helping those who are addicted and helping those who are imprisoned. He would not be posting all the things that we post on social media media which basically has nothing to do with reaching lost people his fingers his fingers jesus's fingers he would be pointing to the only thing that can save people he would be pointing to his nail-scarred hands his compassion would be calling out to those who are harassed and hopeless his love would be wooing and pursuing uh, all mankind. And his voice, his voice, he would be begging for all who live here to come and be saved. Come and find peace. Come and find joy. Come and find forgiveness. Come and find everlasting life. And then he would say, come and help me and join with me in trying to reach this city for Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I'm not pushing this book, but if you've never read this book, it's on page 33. If you've never read the book Compelled, you need to read this book. This is an entire book that kind of talks about the last four things that I just shared. The entire book helps motivate you. You don't have to find someone who has it and just pick it up and read it and let God stir your heart and give you a passion and a desire to share your faith with other people. Amen? Imagine if in the next seven days 
Every single person in this room, imagine if every person in this room, the next seven days, you led someone to Jesus Christ. And you brought them with you here next week. Well, we'd be sitting on each other's shoulders. We wouldn't have 800 baptisms, we'd have 8,000 baptisms. Let me tell you, let me give you some methods. So here's the first one, write this down. First of all, share your personal testimony. That's, that's the easiest, the easiest. And there's three bullet points there. You just tell people what your life was like before you got saved. Then you tell them how you got saved. And then you tell them what your life is like since you've been saved. Now, if you can't tell people how you got saved, you might not be saved. Now, everyone here, you have no problems. I got no problems explaining how I used to live. You all know how to do that. You can all explain what your life used to be like. It's not a problem. But then you've got to share, how, how did you get saved? And if you can't articulate that, you might want to think about coming forward and giving your life to Jesus today so you, you, so you have a story. And then you explain what your life was like since you've been saved. That's called your personal testimony. And what you need to do, first of all, is just write it down. That's step one. Just write it down. Get, get three pieces of paper. And on the first page, just write what your life was like in your own words. You all have your own history. Just write down what your life was like. And then, secondly, take the second page and write down exactly what happened. Well, I was at work, and some guy invited me to church, and I showed up, and I didn't like it. I didn't, I, I, I didn't come back for six months, and the, the, the guy was crazy. He's half crazy, and I don't like singing songs, and I but I... I kept going back, and there was something about it. I started liking the sermons, and I, st- I learned more in one sermon. I learned my whole life, so I decided to come back. And one day, I can't explain it to you, but God spoke to my heart, and I stepped up, and I came forward, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Well, you, whatever it is, you write it down. And the third page, you write down what's happened in your life since you got saved. Now, here's what you do. You write it down, then you read it, and you read it, and you read it, and you read it until you can say it without looking at the paper. You just witness to your dog or your cat and just tell your dog the whole story. Tell him what your life was like. He doesn't care anyway. Uh, The cat kind of lived that life itself anyway. So... It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment and not just something we do on the weekends. We believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus 
with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Laurie, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. It also makes the perfect holiday gift for a friend or loved one. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. It's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today. On Wednesday, January 25th, Shepherd Church presents The Passion Play, a dramatic retelling of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For the first time ever, The Passion Play will air on broadcast television this Easter. On January 25th, Shepherd Church will be doing a live recording that is open to the public. Admission is free. We hope to pack the house as we prepare to present the gospel message. See you January 25th at 7 p.m. for The Passion Play. For more information, visit passionplaylive.com. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.